Joining me back on the show is UFC lightweight contender Dan Hooker. What's going on, Dan? Yeah, not too much. Just uh, training hard. That's about it. <laughs> of course, man. Uh, the last time we talked, man, we you know I asked you who are the guys in your gym that are the up and coming guys, the guys that should be signed, and uh, you mentioned Brad Riddell. He just got signed to the UFC. He's debuting in Melbourne. What does he bring to the lightweight division, you know? Oh, man, he's going to be... Oh, I'm so excited for his fight and, and to be there and watch it. Um, well, I'll be backstage. We'll be watching it on TV, but, you know, just being a part of that because he's a, he's a weapon, man. He's, he's going to excite a lot of fans. Uh, you know, 80, 80-some kickboxing fights, you know, um, six or seven MMA fights. Like, the guy is exciting like the guy is comes to take people's heads off so um, <laughs> i'm excited to still see who they match him again is he a guy that you've worked a lot with in the past you know preparing for your fights because i know he does a lot of coaching on the side too yeah he does a lot of coaching like he's um been uh coaching and cornering alex volkanovsky for for a very long period of time so he's always been traveling around with him and um coaching at tiger muay thai training with us you know same he was in the same position i was in with our, our coach eugene where um you know he, he kind of just sent us off to uh, experience you know experience the world experience um other other coaches other training systems and and really go out there and and pick up a lot of knowledge and then can kind of bring it all back and then put it all together back at ckb but yeah I, i've worked with fred um off and on for a very long period of time now we're both based back here. Um, yeah, we work together a lot. I think that's what makes the coaching staff at City Kickboxing a little bit different than other places because other guys, other coaches, you know, they don't want their guys to leave. They don't want them to go experience other gyms. They're <laughs> afraid that they're going to, you know, stay at the other gym. You know, how how big is that for your team to be able to have a you know a group like that that are so open minded? Yeah, oh, it's uh, definitely one of the major. Um, keys of the success is uh that's just eugene himself you know we're inquisitive fighters you know like me and brad we we always wanted to see what was out there on in the world and on the global stage so rather than you know us stay closed closed-minded in new zealand he he yeah he sent us off and uh, let us go our ways and yeah it takes uh well he was right i guess he he knew he had the best formula and so he sent us out and he goes, yeah, yeah, go go to America, go to Thailand, go here, go there. Work with all these guys because I know I have the best system and I know that I have the answers. So, yeah, dumb old us just took our time uh, <laughs> before we um, could, could really see where the true value was. Yeah, man, well, it all works out in the end because look at you guys right now. It's just like one of the best gyms in the world. Um, before we get into, you know, your fights, I wanted to talk about last weekend, UFC 242 in Abu Dhabi. There were some big lightweight fights there, mm -hmm. you know, Khabib versus Dustin. That was more clear cut, you know, who won that fight. But I was, I want to look at the co-main event, Felder versus Barboza. That was, I think, a split decision. Did you agree with the judges? No, I had it, um, I had it 29, 28 to Barboza. I can. I thought that was from from the way I score. You know, I thought it was pretty clear. But um, I can understand 
I can definitely understand how they saw it for Felder's way. Like, it just comes down to judging at the end of the day. Like, Felder was the one that was coming forwards, and uh, uh, you know the body language. He, he appeared to be the aggressor. I thought, um, you know, Barboza was fighting well off the back foot. I thought he was definitely landing the cleaner strikes of the two, and and you know, experienced fighters. You could tell that it was breaking Felder down. And and it was it was felt I felt like was uh, getting hurt a lot more than Barboza was. Barboza was kind of moving and, and avoiding a lot of strikes and and not taking him clean. Um, but hey, it's just uh, the way judging is. It's, it's the way judging goes, and it's um yeah, still still needs to be improved, I guess. Would you ever uh, consider fighting in Abu Dhabi? I think it's like a two-day plane ride. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it. Uh, Israel seems to like Abu Dhabi. He's, he's friends with a couple of the princes or sheiks over there, and so I think would I think it'd be quite an experience. I definitely I'll fight anywhere. I'll fight on the moon if they had a UFC uh, UFC moon. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I think that's in the future soon. So uh, let's talk with uh, uh, what's his name. Uh, what uh elon musk and make that yeah make yeah, that yeah. Shit happen get the space force out there yeah <laughs> well um <laughs> man you returned to the octagon ufc san antonio you took on james fick got the first round knockout was that your most technically sound knockout of your career you think um ah, oh, it's just how it played out it's just how the you know stylistically it um it's just the way it played out. Like you've just seen it in me, like a very different game because you know there there are a lot of shorter guys and I have the you know a fairly um, big reach advantage on them. So then uh, to be the longer range fighter and then like pressuring forward and and frame punches gets you into a lot of trouble. It's pretty easy to to um, get countered. So it was it was just how the styles work, and and I feel like if you give me anyone. You know that long or that much taller than me, or or you know that that kind of reach, then then you're going to see you know a more more forward pressure aggressive style. It's just yeah, it's just the way that that the styles matched up. Leading into that fight, you know, was there a lot of mental battles? You know, coming off the loss. Nah, nah, not for me. Not for me. It was. Um, this is just what I do. It was it's fairly fairly straightforward to me. Um, you know, I was never. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Like people people expected me to kind of, I don't know, uh, like change you or or you know approach the sport in like a different way. But but like losses to me and overcoming losses. This is it's all part of it. It's all part of it's part of being a fighter. Like this is your you fight for a living. You no matter what happens to you, you can pull yourself back up. So to me, it was it was very straightforward, and it was not, um, yeah, it, it was nothing to me really. Yeah, it's, it's like you're you are you yourself, except the lifestyle of a fighter. You know, uh, the wins and losses. I think is it if you cannot accept that, do you think it's it's hard to move on and continue your fighting career? Because it seems like a lot of guys um, don't. Well, they don't accept that this is a this is part of it. I feel yeah. like uh, if if they're not like lifers, I guess mm-hmm. there's like there's guys that come in and out, and you know they're like flash in a pan, 
and they have their, you know, 10 fights and, you know, they, they come in and they've been built up well and they had their eight no records and they come in, like, eat a few losses and they're like, oh, well, I guess that's it. Like, they're just not, they're just not like lifers to me, you know. I like, the guys I looked up to when I first got into the sport is, is you know, the guys with the 30, 40 fights and they fought on every continent and they, they fight anyone and they fight on all these different shows, like, you see that in guys like uh, Masvidal, guys like uh, Robbie Lawler, Matt Brown. Like these are the kind of guys that that um, I feel like I'm cut from the same cloth as. Not not the flash in the pan, undefeated style. That's not yeah. They're not lifers to me. Well, I think you see that more often now than ever in history of uh, mixed martial arts. Yeah, it seems to be just the way that the UFC is going. Like they've had um, a, a pretty big appeal uh, with an undefeated record, and really, really, uh, that comes down to, to um, like a mainstream audience. If a, if a mainstream audience sees a undefeated record, they oh, they they like to build fighters up as um, like superhuman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like to they like to you know, when they see them in the octagon, like two undefeated fighters, they like to think that they're they're uh, yeah more more human than they actually are. But but to me, that's not the sport. Like that to me is a very that's a very fragile thing, and an undefeated record to me is not uh, proof of anything. Um, but it's just the way that the sport is marketed. It, it appeals to a mainstream audience. Um, it's not how I look at the sport. Like I look at it as is you know I like to see. Um, you know, two very experienced guys, two guys that have been tested, two two battle hardened fighters uh, competing against each other, and that's that's more of the aspect uh, that that I, as a fan, like to view the sport. Well, that de- the definition you just gave is the definition of the fight that's coming up for you next <laughs> with Ally Clinton. You call for him after that fight. Were you kind of surprised since you've called for a bunch of fights and they never happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, um, yeah, I was like super surprised it actually happened. Uh, yeah, I was, I was kind of shocked. I thought I was like pushing my luck, even, even getting on the card, but to not only get on the card and but to uh, get to compete against the number six. Yeah, very surprised. Number four. Number four. I think he's number four. Even better. Even better. I'll take that. <laughs> you know, numbers are numbers, right? But people are saying that you are the favorite heading into this fight, you know, for many different reasons. Is that something that you pay attention to? Um, it, like, it, you notice it, right? Because so many people bring it up and um, pay attention to it. It's not really gonna help me at the end of the day. I could be paying if if I was if I was you know ten to one favorite, that would make me more nervous because now you're like you're super expected to win. If I was you know the one to ten underdog, that makes me excited. Like that makes me excited. That makes me um, that makes me want to prove people wrong and, and do good. So. I don't know. I'm coming in. I feel this is a pretty even playing field. I don't think it, I think it'll be close. Like either way it goes, favor or not favor, I feel like it's it's a it's an evenly matched fight for sure. There's a common theme in 
in MMA where you're only as good as your last fight. When you assess I, uh, I Quinta, you know, your upcoming opponent, do you take that approach or do you look at his body of work when preparing for him? Um, yeah, you have to you have to appreciate a guy's body of work. Me, I'm not one of the people like that. I know that that to to you know the fans of the sport. Well, most fans of the sport, it's just the last fight. It's as it's as far as their memory will kind of let them travel back. Or, or <laughs> you know, if you fought in the last six months and they they remember the a big knockout for sure. But I definitely respect the overall body of a fighter's work. And you have to, you know, where they come through, how they come up, what kind of level of competition they've been fighting for, for how long. Like, all of these things have to be um, taken into account. You're having a pretty quick turnaround. It seems like you do well in that situation. Is riding the wave of momentum crucial for you? Um, I think it's less that than uh, the kind of environment that is at city kickboxing at the moment and is like with the team at the moment like there's such a buzz when you go in the gym like it's 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 just buzzing man like every training session there's you could just feel feel like an extra bit of energy you know with israel with brad with all of our teammates because we know that the the storm is brewing um so yeah there's that extra buzz and i would be i would be livid if I didn't get a match on this card and like this sort of energy was going on and I had to fly over to Melbourne and sit in a crowd or fly over to Melbourne and sit out back with everyone, I would be fuming. I would be <laughs> I would be going off inside because to miss out on this, um I'm just grateful, man. I'm grateful that I got the opportunity. I'm, I'm ecstatic that I got the fight, and I, I just can't wait. When I spoke with Eugene in China, he was telling me about city kickboxing and how, how much it has grown. He says he has like 70 guys on the mat. You know, Has that benefited your preparation to have so many bodies compared to, you know, because most people, when they see the team, they see the core. And I'm pretty sure the, 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 the team when you guys started out wasn't 70 guys. No, definitely no. It wasn't wasn't seventy guys, but for sure, it like sparring. It's sparring twice a week. There'll be there'll be sixty sixty seventy bodies um, on the mat. So there's plenty of guys to pull from, you know. And and that's a mix, you know, of of newer people and and you know experienced fighters. But you know, there'll be thirty very experienced fighters, MMA fighters, uh, kickboxers who who I work with. And we can pull from, you know, if you need a southpaw, if you need a six foot five southpaw, if you need a five foot southpaw, if you need a <laughs> you need a wrestler, you need a jiu-jitsu guy, you need a striker, you need a boxer, you need a Muay Thai fighter. Like there's, you can pretty much pull anything um, out of the bag off the mats. You know, you mentioned the buzz. Is the buzz, you know, it's of course it's going to be helpful for you. But how is it different though? Because you guys all had has have had big fights in the past. It's just is this is this just that big? So, so much bigger for you guys? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 all happening at once. Like this is a world title. This is what we all do this for. Is to is to is to hold up a world title, and Israel is kind of getting that opportunity, and we're all 
we're all riding off the back of that. It's such a huge fight for um, the New Zealand and Australian fans. You know, such a big arena, such a big opportunity for, for all of us. You know, Brad's getting signed to the card. I get to be on the card and get my shot against one of the top guys in the world. Like, it's just brewing into a into a perfect storm and it's just makes it just makes training um it just makes it so easy man like it makes it so easy like when you get when you get to when i get to the gym i haven't had one training when i was like dragging myself around this entire camp or or like unmotivated because i you know people start getting excited about it which gets you excited about it and there's an extra push and it's all hands on deck i haven't even noticed it you know i'm i'm halfway through my my training camp and to be honest it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's even started we're just going through everything and it's just been so easy being in the trenches with with the whole team and that'll help on um fight night when we got i think it's something like plus all our cornermen it's like 13 or 14 of us backstage like there'll be 14 city kickboxing people backstage plus the you know other kiwi luke jamo and his team who we know um you know tied to Ivasar, like everyone everyone <laughs> it'll be pretty much like a ckb uh ckb backstage <laughs> well you know that's gonna be phenomenal man to have that and uh, this event is going to be crazy for the area. Um, now, one last thing before I let you go, you know, I always ask fighters this. Do you consider yourself a martial artist or a fighter? Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fighter who was forced to become a martial artist. <laughs> if you want to get anywhere in this game, you 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 need to you know humble yourself, and you need to learn your lessons, and you need to you know live the live the martial arts lifestyle. But um, at my core, at my core, I'm a I'm a fighter. When I got into this, I just like to fight. Like I'm I'm always game to fight, and and that's helped me uh, thoroughly throughout my career. But um, yeah, I've I've learned that the more Closely, I assimilate and live in a martial arts lifestyle. Um, just the, the further I get in this game, and it just uh, continues to add to my longevity. All right, man. October 5th, UFC 243, Melbourne, Australia. Thank you, Dan, for the time again, and uh, good luck to you and uh, your, your continued path to the title. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the time.